going on, everyone? Welcome to episode number 50 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today, for episode 50, I wanted to get a very special guest, someone that I've been following for the last, I think, seven or eight years now. Uh, Hayes Banga, the producer, aficionado from San Diego, California. If you don't know who Hayes Banga is, he's worked with Nas. He's worked, he actually just won the Grammy with Nas uh, on King's Disease. Um, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Sid, uh, MIA, Logic. I mean, I could go on forever. He was a big part of the HS87 movement, which I've talked probably a lot on the show about, but that was a very important movement for my musical journey as far as, you know, making me say, you know, I wanted to get into music, be a producer, all that. Hayes was one of the main producers. It was Hit Boy, Ray Real, Hayes Banga, and SDOT, I believe, were the main uh, producers for all the HS87 projects and all the artists and everything. And yeah, I've just been following Hayes' work for that long because his beats are just always very hard and knocking and they're just, uh, you know, they've always caught my ear for sure. And I was very happy to get him on the show today. We talked about kind of his evolution since then over the past, you know, seven or eight years as far as going from working strictly with artists to now doing visual art and doing the short films he's been putting out over the past couple of years. Last year, he released a body of work called Fantasia, which was very good, and I would highly recommend checking that out. Um, We went into what he has planned next for PM, which is his creative agency. He's got some producers and some other artists kind of under that uh, creative wing. They're going to be putting out a lot more stuff here in the coming months and years. Um, He's working as well on Phase Tech, which I'm... I don't know if it's called Face Tech anymore. It was called Face Tech, but I think he um, might have renamed that as well. But in short, that is a device that allows you to essentially control a MIDI device without cables. So it's essentially acts as like a wireless or a Bluetooth device, um, which I'm looking forward to using that hopefully if it drops because uh, he's been teasing that now for a couple years. But we went into detail about that. And really just, you know, what I took from this episode is just Hayes is one of those guys who he's taken his career in his own hands. And I can really commend that because he has a specific vision. And, you know, he knows that he's responsible for executing the vision to, you know, its full intent. And he's just been able to do it his own way. And I, I feel like that's something we can all take notes on. And really, you know, hopefully move in that direction ourselves with our own vision. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, let's get right into it. All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 50 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. So for episode 50, I got a really special guest today. I've been following this dude's work for the last seven or eight years. Uh, San Diego native, incredible producer, engineer, uh, visual artist now. He's been doing a lot of great things the last few years. Hayes Banga is here. How are you, man? Man, I'm good, dude. So glad to be on your platform, man. Like, you've been like a supporter for a long time, so it's, it's, it's so good to finally just like put an end to the face and just chat for a while. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like I said in the like before we started recording, I this is just an honor for me. I like I'm kind of starstruck right now because I'm like a huge Hayes fan from the HS87 days. So this is incredible. Um, but for those that might not know, you know what you've done, Hayes, in the past, you know, ten plus years now, pretty much. Can you just give a little bit of background uh, as far as, you know, how you got into music, kind of like the beginnings up into where you are now, just a little, um, you know, base information for those who might not be familiar with you and your work. Yeah, no, m- most definitely. So, yeah, man, I've been, I would say I've been a professional producer 
almost pushing 10 years. I mean, I've been making music way long for 10 years, but as far as just industry work, I think 2012 is like, I would say is my entry time into the music industry. Um, it, you know, my boy, my big bro, hit boy, you know, he really like, you know, he got me from the mud as they say. And, you know, he let me be a part. I want to say, I don't even say, yeah, he let me be a part as a co-helper in building, you know, his, you know, his, his sonic and, and his, just everything he had going on. You know, he just, he pulled me up like, hey, now help me with this shit, man. And um, HS87 was the orc. That's how I got in the game. And that was his label scientific. That was his label under Interscope. And I was like a young kid floating around, you know what I'm saying? And he uh, he uh, he found me through my boy Price from Audio Push. My boy Price from Audio Push, he's literally the one that linked me with his boy. I used to like send uh, beats to Audio Push like all the time, like do like the jerking, the jerking movement, like back in like 2009, 2010 when that was going on. That's how me and Price and Audio Push connected. And he just sent my beats to hit one day, and this fool hit hit me like on a text message. I was in the Bay Area, actually, just trying to get some money, trying to pay my rent. And literally, I was right in the middle of a session, and this fool hit boy texted my yo, this is hit boy hit my line, called me whatever, and it was just like wow, that was just like one of the life changing, you know, those life changing uh, moments. Flew to L.A. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, drove to L.A. and linked up with hit boy, and literally we've been going insane ever since, man. Like I, I was just so grateful that he provided his platform for me to express myself and us just do co-works throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, that's kind of like my little express intro. Mm -hmm. huh. It's kind of crazy. Cause like I was even talking with my friend about like the HS 87 thing the other day. Cause that's how we kind of reconnected on music. Like me and my friend, we were big on the music in like elementary school. And then we kind of didn't see each other through middle school. And we reconnected on like audio push and like the, we, the plug album and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool that like that was all, an era but we, we said like it's almost like it was such a fleeting thing but it, that's what made it special you know what i mean like specifically the hs87 thing because it was like it was the all i've ever dreamed of album and the we the plug album yeah that was, that was basically yeah it was kind of like everyone kind of did their own and, thing and after you, that. Are. you can never forget come as you are when we had that was yeah. a, that was a big one for us because yeah. we got shine on there i wish that was on streaming because i missed that there's only a couple songs from it that are on like uh, streaming platforms and stuff because that was that was an amazing project that's what got me into their music too because it was just such a well put together body of work but like yeah. to me the hs87 thing just showed that like it was a lot of just people that were just friends with each other they weren't big artists they weren't like anyone that anyone knew but they created a like a movement and a wave that's what got me into it was like not only is the music good but it was cool to see people that you didn't even know at that time when yeah. it was a little harder to be broken considering like social media wasn't at the height that it is now it was kind of still in its beginning stages so to yeah. see like hit was already doing his thing in the industry and everything obviously and then he took yeah. like this group of people and just made amazing music and the music just spoke to the masses and you had like the g unit remix for grinding my whole life and like all these other things and like you said the revolt tv like interviews and all that stuff and i remember the all deaf digital like HS87 yeah. like documentary so it was just crazy to see like a movement that was just started so organically become such a big thing and like while I wish it would have lasted I think like it's still it's still kind of around you know I think like it has yeah. evolved into something different especially with what yeah, yeah. like Hit has been doing with all these artists and everything now so it's good to see like everybody's still doing their own thing but no, um, you know as far as like that movement goes it was definitely a moment in time that we'll never forget for sure so no it definitely was special man like i have to speak to the organicness because a lot of things in the industry isn't organic and 
that was like all us in our early 20s thinking the industry was organic. Like, we thought when you make a song that the fans or the world would just get your song and make it big. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that you had to have a publicist or you had to spend $200,000 on the radio. Or, so everything at H87 was just us young or uh, us just being young and excited and just thinking everything was organic. So nothing was forced. Like, all the music that we made was literally just us, like, being in the house and just trying to top whatever whatever's out there in the music world we need to make that and better and then also revolutionize music because that was a big thing for me like when i got into the game and i went once i understood that i had a platform to affect change like after getting on beyonce's album um at like 24 years old after being on the streets and then now i'm on beyonce's album and like now the whole world is hearing stuff that i did mm-hmm. like once i understood like wow this is actually a real power we can we can actually like everybody's saying I woke up like this. I was one of the guys, like everyone's still saying I woke up like this. You know what I'm saying? And that was literally, like that was our vibe 100% just us being organic and trying to push Sonics forward and things like that. So that's, I think that's what made our things so special. Like you listen to um, Oliver Dreamed Up and then you hear, that's 2013 and then you hear like one year later, 2014, you get um, We The Plug and you hear the difference of Sonics, how drastically it changed mm-hmm. and that, that was just us trying to push it forward not trying to like you know what I'm saying literally like revolutionize music like obviously at that time there wasn't a lot of young kids in the game like 2013 the biggest like the, the, the young homies was like I mean the youngest producers was like Hit Boy and Boy Wonder there was like those were like the new generation there was no Murder Beats there were no Metro Boomin. I think, no, we had Lex Luger. Lex Luger, I, t- I got to give him credit. Lex Luger was like one of the, you know, it was like, Le- but even in at that time, it was kind of like his way was kind of over. So literally, it was like Kanye, Timberland, it, you know, those were still like the giants of the industry in 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. So we were like the young kids trying to prove that, hey, we can make, we're not just FL beat makers. We can literally be on the same level as Kanye, the same level as Timberland, like, and get that respect. And we, you know, we earned, I mean, I mean, look at look at our plaques now. You know what I'm saying? People, you know, people heard the, the Sonics and responded by letting us be a part of their projects. So that was just a testament, a testament of all the hard work we were trying to do by pushing shit forward and not just like making the same old stuff that everybody can make. You know what I'm saying? And I think, th- and that's also a reason why the wave didn't last too long. Mm-hmm. Because when you're trying to do something original and when you're the first to do something new, like I was doing beat patterns that literally didn't make any sense. Like I was literally like, you know what? I'm about to make a beat that a rapper. Either he's gonna be very smart, like, and just try to get this pocket, or he's gonna like, no, I can't rap on this. That's, but that's like, that's a risk you take because everybody, Drake, Beyonce, not everybody can rap on these different beats and pockets that we were trying to do. That's just us pushing them forward, and that's a reason why it didn't really catch. Because not everybody, when you do something new, not everybody's gonna understand it. It takes some time, you know what I'm saying? Mind you, I feel like our sound was like 20 years ahead. I feel like the stuff that we were doing probably won't even be prevalent for another five years. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I think that was, we were just ahead of uh, the curve on so many levels, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like like I said, hats off to you guys for that because like someone like me, just a nobody, I took notice, you know what I mean? And that was like a huge thing for me coming up and a huge inspiration. And, you know, what you guys are still doing today is huge. And we're going to get into that here specifically with you, Hayes. Um, I know that I think you're in it right now, like your home studio. So how has that been like? <laughs> beneficial for you over especially the last year where you know we've had the lockdown and we've had all these different like restrictions as far yeah. as what you can do in studios and whatnot I, I feel like you're probably someone that enjoys working from home anyway so can you kind of just go into detail about what that's been like having that uh, ability to uh, ability to create you know kind of where you are 
Yeah, man. Actually, man, the most clutch thing of all time is just having my own space. You know what I'm saying? Like, I signed my publisher deal in 2015 with Disney, and that allowed me, you know, to have fun to kind of like, okay, instead of being up under the homies all day, um, just making beats, engineering beats, all that, now I can finally have my own creative hub to kind of like get all the ideas that Hayes has. So, um, I've been working at my own studio since 2015, and it's literally the greatest thing because... I mean, I've always been like a hermit, a person that like, even before I got on, like anybody that knows Hayes knows that I'm always in the studio. And like, it doesn't matter. Everybody's partying and Hayes is in the studio. Everybody's over here, Hayes is in the studio. That's literally how I've been forever and ever and ever. And it's like, that's, that's just how I am. So like having, just being like a self-sufficient person, like I mix all my music, I engineer my music, I make my beats. So I literally don't need anyone to do anything for me. Just give me my studio, have the artists come through there, Maybe they have a writer and we can bang it out. So definitely through the pandemic, you know, it, all the studios shut down, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but for me, I'm kind of already used to being in my own world and have my own thing. So where other people, it might have been like a, a negative because they couldn't go to the studio or, you know, for me, it, like, it's normal. Like, I'm used to being in my studio and working out at come come to the lab you know what i'm saying and so you know having my own personal studio set up man it's really the clutchest thing not that i mean mind you i love going to studios and i love collaborating with other people in their space but it's just nothing like having your own setup because you know it's just it's just your vibe you know mm -hmm. people get to come to your world and you know and then you know that's how the song the, the music and everything just comes out so good because it's a comfortable setting mm -hmm. i thought it was cool too how like a lot of people especially artists they didn't know how to like record themselves or do a lot of things beforehand they were always relying on like an engineer or someone in the studio to do it for them but then a lot of people yeah. had to learn how to do that in the last year and so now they were able to pick up those skills so it might actually be a good thing that they were able to kind of sit there and be like let me pull up pro tools yeah. and see how i can record in pro tools or like let me try my yeah. hand at like yeah. ableton and see that and just see like what I can do and even I've even heard like artists that started making beats and stuff and they just were bored and they're like oh I got all this time on my hands let me dabble with this and now they're, they're like doing like full projects and stuff which is really cool so uh, I figured for you that was like the answer because I know that you've just been working on a lot of stuff for like you know phase and everything which we're going to get into here in a bit but uh, that's always great to have that that like type of control for sure so I'm curious for you coming up, you know, as a young kid, who were you listening to that was like a huge influence for you as far as saying, you know, that you wanted to do music or maybe someone that influences you still today as far as like when you, you know, get creative. That could be even in the visual aspect because I know you do a lot of visuals too. So this might not even yeah. be in music, but like who do you think you'd say are still some of your biggest inspirations? Some of my biggest inspirations growing up so like i'm i'm a late i'm a, i was a late bloomer in hip-hop like i grew up in a family that listened to oldies r&b you know what i'm saying i, I didn't grow up in like a hip-hop family like my, my family was, they was born in the 60s so you know they grew up out of old school music so for me i, I didn't start listening to hip-hop until i got like into like ninth grade like literally until i got to high school and that's kind of like when i started to discover i, I started to discover how much i love hip-hop like jay-z as a rapper and Timberland with these beats and Dr. Dre. Like, honestly, when I was in ninth grade, the first, I'm going to tell you this, this is so wild, is that my first favorite rapper was Rakim. Mind you, I was only like 12 years old because I skipped up. So I was in ninth grade. Instead of like having like the current rapper that was popping at that time, I don't know who it was, Nelly, whoever, I was like, Rakim is my favorite artist because I'm a purist in everything I do. Like, I don't, 
like I look for the pure and raw form of everything. Like who whoever whoever's the greatest, I wanna know who inspired the greatest so I can learn, so I can study them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dr. Dre was was the first person that inspired me on the music level. Just because like listening to all the music that was out at that time in hip hop, his music to me sounded the great like just the best sonically like not saying that he had the best songs or like just like because like, i loved a lot of artists but you just sonically to my ears like when his beats came on it's just like why does this person's beats sound that's like why does this stuff sound so crazy you know what i'm saying so then like i literally just studied dr dre like literally like okay i need to know like everything about this guy you know what i'm saying so dr dre was like a such a huge influence on me and then also timbaland timbaland and dr dre like sonically like i mean at, in the early 2000s who else would and when you're really listening to music obviously i know there was like pharrell and all these other people but pharrell was a, was 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 a, was a break off from timbaland not literally but he, he comes for me Timbaland was out first, and then Pharrell came. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Timbaland was the first person to lay the foundation for this new sound, these new, uh, this bounces, these pockets. So definitely Timbaland and Pharrell. I mean, uh, Timbaland and Dr. Dre were like, the, like were my archetypes of like, okay, I need to study these guys. Like, however, what they're doing, I need to do that. Um, and even to this day, like the bar when I mix a record, when I mix a hip hop record, the bar record that I listen to. The Chronic 2001. That is what I'm listening to when I want to tune my ears up to the highest level of Sonics. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, even in 1999, it's 2021 and nothing to me personally sounds like Chronic 2001 mixing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like the person that probably come closest mixing is probably 40. Like uh, Drake's engineer. Drake's, because Drake's mixings, Drake's mixes are so good. And he's like the only, 40 is the only uh, mix engineer that I give respect to, um, like, outside of Dr. Dre. Now, you know, did we have Ali? Mixed by Ali, so it's really good. But 40. <laughs> That's my go-to because his sound it sounds so full. It doesn't sound overly compressed. Like, I can hear the kicks literally, like, thumping in my chest. The snare smacking my face. So, like, you know, that's the bar. Timbaland, like, get, I, if you just go listen to Get Your Freak On, like, just go listen to that song. Go listen to Get Your Freak On on speakers. And tell me those Sonics were ridiculous and still are ridiculous. Like, because mind you, I'm not really loyal to like an era. Like, I love all the music that's made right now. I'm a fan of like artists and producers. Now I love everybody. Like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, only 1999, 2001 is like the bar. No, like, because there's a lot of trash music. Like, I love music. I love music on every level. But just, you know, but you know, there's a bar like Thriller. That was the bar for the entire music industry. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson changed the entire world, not just America. He changed everything. That's a bar, you know what I'm saying? Production value. So, like, but that doesn't mean that I only love Michael Jackson and nobody else, but it's just like, you know, we have these bars, and that's just what it is. But, yeah, man, Dre and Timbo, man, I got to get my hats off to those guys for just changing the game and inspiring me. Well, that's probably that's probably where the knock comes from from you, because you got the fucking most banging beats I've ever heard for real. Well, especially out of like the last like ten years, like no, like legitimately, like your and your sound is so unique too. Like if I hear it, I'm just like, oh well, Hayes had to do that. And check it, check the credits, and I'm like, see that made fucking sense. Because like it literally, I don't know if you can make a bad beat, bro. Like I, I'm not gonna gas you up, but like I haven't heard anything from your corner that's been like not pleasing to me so 
Oh, dog, thank so, you so much. But thank you so much, ne- bro. My next question, though, would be: I know, obviously, your credits go pretty damn deep. MIA, Logic, Mariah Carey, Nas, all these different people. So, I know this would probably be hard to narrow down, but out of all those tracks and all those artists you've worked with, is there any one that you'd say was like your favorite to be a part of that kind of just sticks with you? Maybe you remember making the song or something, or is there not a favorite? Because I know there's a lot of material that you've been a part of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite, um, my favorite is definitely MIA because I was literally such a big fan of her before I got in the music industry. Like I remember just being on the Indian Reservation, and I remember when um, uh, uh, Pepper Plains came out, and everything about that song, it re- I related to that. Um, the, the song, the visuals, her, just everything that she brought because I'm a Muslim, so. I, I, I always look at the world at a with a, such a bigger like wide scope because there's so many races and religions and different people. Um, so when she came out, she literally was multicultural. She had black people. She had Sri Lankan. She had just all these different um, different cultures um, that I was always just just used to grow. You know, used to seeing like growing up. You know, what I'm saying being in the mosque and Arabic and just being around these different type of these people. Mm-hmm. I just related to everything that she was trying to uh, to relay in her message and even just have being conscious and having a political point of view, like that's just all haze all day. So I was like, wow, like I would love to work with MIA one day and and Santi Gold as well, one another is an experimental artist. And I'm an experimental artist myself. So that was literally, I think I, 2012 is when we, uh, it was like the end of 2012 when it was like, yeah, I met, I met MIA in New York, da-da-da. We might get to work with her. I was like, yo, like, like I was tripping. I was like, wow, like, okay, cool. I wasn't trying to get hyped up because I don't like to like put expectations on anything. Mm. So yeah, dude, when we, we, we worked on MIA's project for like a month, we did like two weeks in New York and another two weeks in Los Angeles. And, um, it was just me, her and hit and we got to do whatever we wanted. And she's so outside the box of the way she creates. And I'm like, this is literally heaven. So yeah, MIA is my, at all, everybody I've worked with MIA is my number one artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then just, her being there and just having conversations with her, just me and her when no one's in the room, just me and her talking and just got, just, just you know, just having that, having an opportunity to have a conversation with an artist that I, I looked up to is just, it's just surreal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that's like, yeah, that's definitely at the top of my list. Mm. That was what, like 2013, I think, right? When that came out. 2013. Yeah, that was so. like one of my first, like place. That's why that's like one of my first placements, like mm-hmm. was in my because Beyonce stuff didn't come after so I want to say, like, MIA was, like, one of the first, like, major things for me, for sure. No, mm-hmm. no, it was. That was the first major thing for me, at least. It's crazy to me to think it's already been that long. Like, it's eight. that was, like, eight years ago already. Like, it feels like that was just <laughs> yesterday. But it, we're already so far, like, in the future with all of it. It's fucking wild. Even, like, so, like the Mariah Carey album. I was thinking about that the other day. That was, like, 2014, I think. Yeah, that like, was twenty. I think twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, something like that. Man, yeah, it's been so long, but it's like it's definitely doesn't yeah. feel that long for sure. Kind of weird. No, for sure. So mm-hmm. I, I know you mentioned like kind of when let's say the HS eighty seven thing for a minute. Like you guys were just young kids, mm-hmm. you didn't really understand a lot of like the music business. So I guess this question is more about where you're at now. What do you think? is something you've learned since then about the music business that you wish you would have known back then, or it's something that you would tell someone that was just starting out, like, Hey, you should watch out for this. Cause you don't want to get involved in X, Y, Z. If you know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. 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 I think one thing, 
um, I would probably say, because I'm going to, I'm going to listen to a lot. I had a blessed journey. Like I, you know, you have those stories when people, you know, they, uh, they say they've been taken advantage, this and that. Not that saying it's been perfect for me, because I definitely have a few incidents where like, okay, that wasn't right. But um, I've been blessed with the situation, but just everything around me and just like, when I observe people and just decision making, one thing I would say that I wish we would have done better is that we would have just been more patient and more humble as artists. Because I feel like when you're young, you want everything to come right now. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have a deal, when you're young, you don't know the game, you have expectations what the label should be doing for you. Why isn't the button getting pressed on this? And it just it's ego, patience, you know, just 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 all that. Just being young, I just wish we just had like a more um, patient, humble, and less egotistical outlook on life at that time, and just understand that the world does not revolve around us. It is it, it's like it, or an individual. It's like you have to understand, like you have to literally put extremely hard work in, and nothing nothing is ever going to. Uh, you can't escape work. You can't escape hard work. You know what I'm saying? And also understanding is whatever you what, uh, understand, like the timing and divine timing. It's like whoever you're going to get what you get in life regardless. So you have to just, you know, just take what you can get and do make the best of it. I feel like you shouldn't force anything. Like as artists, if something doesn't happen, you want to force it. I'm going to hop on the phone and just cuss, cuss this person out and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. It's better happen. It's like, no, it's like whatever you get, is whatever is going to happen is going to happen anyways. So just be thankful and grateful for whatever you have. And that's probably one of the biggest things is being grateful and thankful of the opportunity that we had at that time. Um, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's probably what I would probably, you know, go back in time and say, hey, everybody chill out. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just chill. Take a chill pill, guys. It's not that serious. We're blessed. We're in a great situation. No one needs to pull their hair out or anything. Yeah, man, that's probably what I would have, uh, you know, went back mm-hmm. and just said. I, I know, like, for me... Especially in the last like three years, I think I've learned the whole patience thing more and more because it's like you do try and get in a rush and get ahead of yourself and you want everything to happen like when you want it to happen. But then you don't understand all the different moving parts that go into it, especially when you're trying to work with like other artists and do other things. It's like you have to be on their schedule, too, at, at times. Like you can't just have everything you want when you want it. But I think like I've gotten to the point where I find pretty much good peace and just saying if I can get the most out of today and just today alone, then I'll feel good moving forward. And if I just take it one day at a time, and if I can you know, go to sleep every day and be like, I accomplished this, this, and this today that was on the bill, then I'm doing yeah. what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I think yeah. that's a better way to go about it as opposed to just trying to jump ahead. But I understand why people do it. Because like, and again, even with like the social media era we're in, we see people have all these like accomplishments and we see these things in our face every day but we don't understand that there's work that has to be done to get to that level it's not just like it's not just gonna happen for you so i think that's like the best advice you could have on any level and like if you apply those skills and just like i said the repetition it's gonna work out eventually you just have to have the faith in yourself to be able to you know build it up and do what you have to do so yeah that's, that's no, one hundred percent. There were times, you know, I'm never, I'm not gonna put any names out. But Hitboy is such an amazing person, dude. Like such a good heart and such a rare person in the industry. He's literally put so much work in. Like he was in the game for all of us. He'd been in the game since a teenager, and he built his platform and he shared his platform with us, with us, his unknown homies. He could have signed some other people, but but the dangers in that is that okay, let's look. I'm very talented as an individual. Hey, I'm like, okay, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so talented in my head. I'm like, I think I'm 
like, man, I think I'm one of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got to think as an artist. Mm-hmm. And Hit Boy has allowed me to have his platform. In my head, I can easily, like, oh, I'm better than Hit Boy. I can easily get egotistical. Like, I can literally in my head erase all the hard, all the hard, uh, all the hard work and all the years that he put on by himself. Like, by himself to get himself here. And to, you know, to share his platform for me just to say, I'm better than Hit Boy because I can make good beats too. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's a poison because you didn't put the work hard. I mean, you might've put some work, you put the work in your own world, but this specific work to get you on the specific platform was put in by this person. And you have to remain humble no matter what. It doesn't matter how, if, if you didn't made a million dollars and you just want a Grammy, you always have to be like, man, I wouldn't be here for like, if it wasn't for this person. No matter how talented I am or what I do in life, I'm never going to be like uproot myself. Like, yeah, I'm better than this guy. F him. He's over here and start getting an attitude and start acting weird. And because that that can easily happen. And I feel like that was that was a little bit energy that we had is that Hit Boy was such a gracious person that to spread his platform to all of us. But some of us forgot that we didn't put the same work as Hit Boy to get. You know what I'm saying? We didn't we didn't make niggas in pairs. We didn't do this or that. He's the one that did that. And regardless of we're talented, even if we see ourselves on the same level as him, talent-wise, there's a whole thing you cannot ignore that he put that work in for us to get here. And that's you know, I, I, I wish I think we should put that. I want to add on to that uh, when I was talking about just the things I would say. Mm-hmm. That was another thing I want to put in there. Just like man, just being humble. Like no matter what, even even if you're talented, someone else still be humble because it's like you have to know how you got there. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's well, yeah, yeah, that's another little side thing. I see, I just put, I see what you're put saying in there, though. and it's always important too to like pay it forward and pay it back when you can. Like especially to the people yeah, that you've been with for a long time, it's like you want to yeah. you know say that you guys did this together at the end of the day. So yeah, for sure, super important. All, all the time. Yeah. So I saw, I saw like, I think this was a few days ago, actually, you, you had a tweet that was kind of along the lines of like, you're glad that you didn't just limit yourself to being a producer and an engineer because there's more to this than that. So can you kind of elaborate on what you meant by that and kind of like what else you've been working on the last few years, maybe in the visual space, I think is what you were talking about, but kind of just go into detail more about that journey. Yeah, man. So Right in, the, right in the thick of everything when we were working on Beyonce's album, at the same time, I was working on a technology company. Um, I just had all these ideas at the, at the time, and like being in that space at the time where I was at, everything was so new. Like having success, being in the music industry, working with everybody I wouldn't work with, everything was very new to me. I'm like, wow, this is a new space in my life. I've never been here. Like I, I'm having an opportunity to crack clothes that I never cracked. So... I've always known that I was a person that was multifaceted because I, before I done music, I was I, I directed my first film and literally edited myself with a little VHS tape and did all these things. I was like 10 years old. So I made clothes in high school. Like I've always just been like an overall creative. So being in the music industry, I was like, okay, right now this is what's the first thing on my list is like, let's get, let's get this music thing going. Like that was like, you know, I decided to be a producer. I decided to make that my main title when I was a teenager. Like, cool, I'm, I'm making beats now. Hayes is a producer. That was like what I decided to lean on as, as you know, as the, my career path. Mm-hmm. So as I'm, you know, slowly starting to have some success in music, those old, those like, those tingling feelings in, in me start to pop up again. Like those other facets of things I was interested in, like, uh, film, those things start to come up in me again. Like, cause I'm now I'm starting to see all my homies shoot videos all day. I'm 
hit, hit boys shooting videos and everybody's around me doing visuals. So just sparking it up that thing in me again, like, wow, like, even though I'm not a rapper, I don't rap, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't have a project to put out, but I still have that uh, desire to do something outside of music, like to make a visual, um, to make technology. Like, I worked on this thing right in the middle of everything we were doing, like when we were so busy, like when we were like doing this, Charles Gambino, working with Charles Gambino, working with Beyonce, working with uh, Selena Gomez, pulling up on Pharrell, like in the heat of all that, I was building a technology company. I was having people come up to the come up uh, come up to our creative house in Tarzana downstairs. Like after I stopped uh, after I stopped engineering, when there was a homie just like writing, okay, come, let me go downstairs real quick, have a quick meeting, and let me come back upstairs real quick and get back to the music. So I was really doing both at the same time. Like I've always been a multifaceted person. I, that's just how I've been. Um, so I think after so much success in music, I get I got bored. I'm like, yo, like, like I love making music, but this is not the only thing I love. Mm -hmm. And I think 2016, 2017 is when I started to like, you know what, music is not just fulfilling it for me. Like I'm not really just happy on making music. So I decided to literally take a chance and take a leap of faith, honestly, because when you do when you go into another craft, you have to kind of like put something on the back burner. So my music got put on the back burner just a little bit. Not that I'm stopped making music, I'm doing that. But like, it wasn't like, okay, you, you don't see Hayes getting all these placements now. Like Hayes, Hayes, Hayes everywhere, Hayes everywhere, Hayes banging this, Hayes banging that. I had to literally make a conscious decision to put something on pause so I can fulfill another, another uh, you know, aspect of myself. So that's why you see 2020 with that Fantasia. That was literally like, well, no, before Fantasia, I think 2019, I did Beam. I don't know if you've seen that, but Bean was like the coming out for me, at least, um, of exploring a new lane for my, you know, for me. Because most people in the music industry only expect you to do music only. Like in the music industry, it's very, it's very, they want you to just only do one thing. They're not really a fan of people that do multiple things, you know what I'm saying? Because, they, you know, that's just how it is. So um, there's a lot of, you're going to get a lot of pushback in the industry when you're trying to do multiple things, because people will say like, well, you're not focused on music, you're only doing that, so there's no way that you can be successful in this. You know what I'm saying? They put a limit on you, because you mm -hmm. wanna do multiple things. So being in the music industry, I had to literally fall back, because like I started to feel, I started to have, I started to have these conversations with people, and just these things that, these energies started to come up where like, oh, I'm, I'm not being supported. Like, people only want Hayes to sit down in front of that computer and make music, or or they don't give a fuck about Hayes. So that, that's when I discovered that I cannot exist in the industry alone and I need to create my own world and my own people and everything because I have to, because this, this is not working. So um, 2019, I did my first short film called Beamed. Um, I did everything myself. I literally rented the equipment. I shot it. I, did, I edited it. I did everything. Um, just And I wasn't trying to prove a point to anyone. It was just like, I was really passionate about film. So it's like, I, I want to do other stuff by myself so I can learn. Um, and then 2019, I dropped Fantasia. And that was like my first full-length project with a oh, five-minute visual with a soundtrack. That was like something I always wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that was something I wanted to do in 2015. I wanted to drop a visual project, but it's like, I just didn't have the vision completed yet. So, yeah, man. Um, like I said in that tweet, I'm so glad that I didn't like succumb to all the pressures of the industry and all these people, my publisher, to just only be a music producer. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
because I would I would be sad. I'll be depressed. Literally, I'll be like, man, I'm not fulfilling myself as a creator. So like, you have to kind of like be rebellious, man, against the system and do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Don't listen to nobody. Do what's in your heart. You know what I'm saying? And of course, it's gonna. It's just you got to put more work in. Like, like I want to be in. I want to be in all these rooms with all these people in the stu- uh, in the music industry. But at the same time, I also want to make films and I also want to do technology. I want to do all at the same time. So this is all just something. I take a day at a time because it's very new. There's not too many people in the industry that does what I do. Mm-hmm. Like even just the basic, just if we want to talk about music alone, there's not a lot of people in the industry that does what Hayes does. Like that mixes at a high level, that engineers at a high level and producers at a high level. There's literally not that many people like 40. You got 40, 40 does all that. Um, Ali doesn't do that. Ali only engineers. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? I, even like as a person that's in the field, I can't even tell you how many people that does what Hayes does at a high level because it just really isn't too many. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, it's just like everything I'm doing. I feel like I'm I'm creating a new lane for for creators in general. I'm tr- I'm trying to create. I'm trying to be an inspiration for creators like young kids that's coming up and that has all this creative creativity in inside of them but all they see is just kids making beats all day they don't see person making beats person doing technology company person that wants to do film that's not really the norm the norm is like you do one thing and you do that thing really good and you excel at excel at it um so i I think i'm just carving out a new lane for just the youth and just people that's coming underneath me that just want to be a pure creative and just make whatever they want in their head not just get stuck on one thing forever and ever and ever you know what i'm saying so that kind of leads perfectly then into my next question. Well, it's not really a question. It's just kind of to have you explain phase in general and kind of what it is, kind of break down on the team. I know you got Vincent. I know you got Idol over there. They're both hard as fuck. Yeah. The beats are crazy, obviously, yeah, the visuals. Cool. So, like, break down that, break down what the tech is all about because, like I said before, I'm a huge fan of that. And just kind of go into detail yeah. about, you know, what you got planned, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. So it's not. So we formally have changed our name. We, we are no longer going under the name Phase Music. It's PM, and PM stands for Phantasmagoria. Um, but we're not gonna walk around and say, "Hey, we're Phantasmagoria." We're just PM, peer only PM. So like, if you go to our, if you go to our um, Instagram page, you'll see that it's changed. There's no Phase Music anywhere on our Twitter. It's all PM. Um, so that is like that's the new. Because I wanted to create a company that wasn't just music-based. And phase music, the last word is music. And I was like, that does not make sense for me because I'm not just a music person. And the people that are around in my crew, we're not just music people. We do we do all type of things, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, PM, that's what that's what we're going by. But, yeah, man, I got Idol. Um, he's an amazing producer. And he also, he has his own thing, Maniac Sounds, and him and Goon. Goon is signed to Def Jam. And so Idol is a, a part of PM. And he's also a, his own amazing creator that does his own thing in his own island with his own people. You know what I'm saying? You got Vincent. Vincent is a part of PM. But Vincent is, a, once again, another creator that's, uh, that he loves. I think Vincent was also a visual person before he was doing music as well. Like, I think he was into photography and things like that. So, yeah, man, like, everybody. And also Uni. Like, Uni is another. I'm, if you, I'm not sure if you've seen her visual time that we dropped in 2019. Mm-hmm. And we're also working on her project. She's another one of, she's another person that's under uh, uh, PM that is multifaceted. And we also have New. She dropped Fala MP4. Um, if you, so pretty much if you go to our Instagram page, you'll see all the things that we dropped. We have New drop 
I think she was the latest drop. She dropped in December 2020, and that was a short film she dropped. And then we're working on Uni's project right now, which is crazy, which is, uh, which is dropping very soon. Um, so yeah, everybody literally in PM is multifaceted. We do music, we do visuals, we do, uh, uh, we're paint, we're everything. Like I can freaking, we'll probably have a goddamn architect, you know what I'm saying? At some point, like, it's just like, we don't want to limit ourselves to anything. So PM is just a creative house in general mm. that we just knock in. We, we're covering all facets of creativity. Well, thanks for clearing that up because I, I had saw that you guys changed like the website name and everything, but I didn't know that the name actually changed. I saw the PM. I didn't know that it changed though. So I now I yeah, know. Yeah, so PM is a forward for sure. So I, I know you mentioned Fantasia, which great great body work, obviously. That Jungle Beat, I run that shit back all the fucking time. That uh, that beat was perfect. That was a great. That was my favorite off the whole project. So are you gonna do like? Thanks. Cause I know you had like Preston Harris on the first like track and you like chopped the vocals up and whatnot. Are you going to do something else like that with like accompanying visuals maybe, or do you have something else kind of for you in the works maybe this year, maybe next year? What can we expect? Yeah. So I definitely have something in the works this year. Um, um, so like I had a, so Fantasia, obviously the way it ended, it was me like walking, searching, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's obviously not done. So I'm, I literally at first planned on to do just like a chapter two, like and ending the chapter two with like just shooting another five minute short, maybe a little longer, another short film and with some music and kind of like, okay, let's end the series like that. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to do the same thing. I want to do something different, but I still want to end the journey. I want to end it finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I'm definitely working on something this year that's going to um, end Fantasia and bring us to Fantasia, but it's it's not going to be in the form of what I did originally. Like, I'm not going to shoot a short film. I'm literally going to physically bring all my fans to Fantasia, literally. Um, I've been working with a few different visual formats outside of, like, film, whatever, to, to bring you guys there. So I don't want to give everything away because I still want it to be, like, a surprise. But this year, toward, let's just say towards, towards the end, not even at the end of the year, not even super towards the end of the year, but maybe maybe mid-summer, uh, I will be definitely have something for everyone that, you know, watch Fantasia and that rocks with me on a creative level. I, I definitely have something for you guys for sure this year. And it's going to be lit and it's going to be fire. And it's, 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 I'm like, I'm trying to like, you know, take it there to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, dude, like definitely, you guys will definitely have some Fantasia follow-ups like this year for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just can't tell you exactly what it is, but yeah, we got some hay stuff yeah, coming you, for you sure. Don't, you don't like wanna... every year I plan on uh, every year I plan on dropping something like before you guys. Like yeah. I just have to, you know what I'm saying? And just to keep the consistency going and, and just kinda, you know, keeping everything going. So yeah, definitely I'll be mm-hmm. dropping we'll have a Fantasia follow-up this year for sure. You don't want to give all the secret sauce up, you know, out of nowhere. You gotta you gotta save some of it for sure. I can't believe it's already been I can't believe it's already been a year since that came out. Because I saw the other day it was like the 14th or whatever was a whole year. I'm like, God, it's been that long. But like, that's crazy. It's insane, dog. Somebody reminded me, low key. They sent me, uh, they sent me a, um, a D, uh, you know, Instagram mention or whatever. And I was like, yo, it's art. Like, like say, I'm like, how is this a year already? <laughs> like, it's just like time is just going way too fast, mm-hmm. man. It's like now, wow, I gotta put something out. Like, it's like, man, time, yeah, it's already, it's just crazy how time, how time is flying right now. It's already been a whole year since, since Fantasia's been out. And mind you, 
I have Fantasia. Obviously, you can see like and behind me. You see right there. Yeah, I, have a little, I see uh, it hanging on the wall back there. Little, that's the original art. You probably can't see it, but like it's, it's the original Fantasia cover. Art, yeah. And then also like, behind me, you probably can't see it, but it's the Fantasia, the Fantasia poster. So for me, Fantasia is like a it's a living and breathing thing, man. Like Fantasia means so much, bro. It's not just like it's not just a short film that a producer just dropped because he wanted to be creative. Fantasia literally is like like in the history bro like if you really look back in the history of music of producers even pharrell timberland kanye well i can't put kanye because he's he's a he's an artist i can't even really say nothing it's like i'm talking about pure producers so not even producers that rap i'm talking about producers that make music what i'm doing is is like very new this has not really been done like like I'm not rapping on any of these things. These are literally Hayes and his music, but I'm incorporating visuals that like no producer's ever done before. Like you've never seen a producer do a short film where he started in it. And it's like a silent film with like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This experimental land that I'm doing. Like we have people like Kamasi Washington. He's he's somebody that inspired me. Kamasi Washington is like a, a crazy producer. And he does actually, he actually does what I'm doing as well. Like he has his visuals. And his music, and I'm, but I'm starting to see. I think uh, K. Trinata just released the visuals. Like I'm starting to see it happen slowly, but like the length where I'm taking is like no one's doing what I'm doing as far as a producer like making this full blown world. Like I think I'm carving out a whole lane for like you know just for people to do. Like you know you can literally do this now. You don't have to just make your beats and just rely like you know what I'm saying on just making your beats and selling them and using the albums. You can now use the beats that you make to create your own world and live in it and do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like open up the vision and expand like the repertoire for, for artists and for, for producers. Like here, this is what we can do guys. We can do this too. We don't just have to just be up under the artists all day and just live in their world. You can live in your, you can live in your own world too. So like, I'm definitely carving out a lane, man, a new lane for, you know, future creatives to, you know, go crazy. in. Mm gotta push the boundaries man and i commend you for that for sure because like that's what even has stood out to me for you in the last few years is just your evolution just from going from like you said trying to do just work with artists to now you're doing your own thing and it's incredible man it's incredible to watch for sure um so i only got a few more questions for you and then we'll we'll wrap it up so if you could go back 10 years ago maybe give yourself advice maybe not change anything at all what do you think you would do I would literally probably, I would okay. I would probably execute the things that I'm doing out earlier. So, I would have started my visual way way earlier. Like I wouldn't have waited so long. Um, not I me. Mean, not to me. I mean, it's perfect timing. Everything I, I feel like everything I do is like I'm on time. But just for me, like I, I would have probably started doing Fantasia earlier. I would have had more confidence in myself as an artist to do the things that I believed in earlier rather than kind of waiting and like having success be the stamp for me to be like, okay, cool. Well, now Beyonce likes me and I can do anything I want now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I should, I, I should have been doing these credit things way earlier. So that's, that's probably the only thing I could probably go back in 10 years. Like just do things sooner than later. That's mm -hmm. all. So then let's flip it then 10 years from now, Let's say, where do you want to be with FaZe, with your career, with your life in general? Where do you think you see yourself? Yeah. So we haven't even talked about these things. So 10 years from now. Yeah, let's talk about I'm that, Hayes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. When, when am I going to be able to buy one? So i got to be the first customer. Yes. So when... 
you no, know? you don't. You don't have to buy one, bro. Like any, all my day ones, getting it for free. Oh, so don't even worry about that. You just, I got you. Don't even worry about that. Thank you, bro. So, um, my goal. So I've been working on this. Let's talk about this for a second. Mm. So I've been working on this little guy right here since 2014, and very ahead. Of, I mean, I'm still ahead of the curve, honestly. But I, I had this. I, I've had this physical thing since 2015, and the people that have probably been like following me, like yo, like. Hayes is in and out with this like this thing. He always has his tease. He teases it. But the, what you understand is I literally made this from scratch. Like I created this out of my mind. And I didn't understand. Like it's very hard, man, to get your ideas out of your head. First, it's, it's, it's hard enough to get your ideas out of your head to make it a physical thing. That's, it's already hard enough. But I definitely caught, I definitely, um, Getting it to market is a whole different thing, dude. Trying to get your product that you made to market and selling it on a legit mass level. Mm -hmm. That's a a whole different thing. And that's something I've been going, that's something I've been battling since 2015. It's like I've already had the product. Now, how do I get it out to the world? Um, So I've been going through this journey with FaZe, with this this technology. And for those, for for people that's going to be watching this, so this device is... It makes any keyboard wireless. So, for example, so we have this little MIDI keyboard right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can make this keyboard wireless and power it at the same time. So now, when you're in your studios or you're doing your live shows, you no longer need any cords. You literally can just get your laptop, your phase, and your MIDI keyboard. You can be good to go. And and so it's gonna open. It's gonna open up a world of of just new collaborations. Cause like in Logic, only one you can only hook up one keyboard. No one. When have you ever had a beat making session and you see like a free loop session with four people, four keyboards in free loops at one time? Probably never, never seen that before. Yeah. It's mostly one MIDI keyboard. I have de- I have now opened the collaboration space up where now. One logic or one free loop session, wherever you, what doll you're working on, we can now have four keyboards plugged up at once. So now, one homie can have the 808. One homie can chop the sample. One person the snare. One person the hi hat. You know what I'm saying? If if you want to do that, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So like that's just and and mind you, like you know, ooh, I'm gonna let the creators figure out how they're gonna you know do the collaboration mode, but also the live the live stage. That's where the face is gonna just go insane and shine now because now. You don't have to stay put because like the cord is like is binding you literally to your computer. So like once you're once you pull that the cord out of your MIDI, that you know, you don't have no connection to your keyboard anymore. So now you have to stay in this confined area on the stage. You really can't move around. So a phase it allows us now we can move around. Like now we can have four of our like Swedish House Mafia Swedish House Swedish House Mafia. If you've ever seen their uh documentary or their shows, mm-hmm. they're right in that little pit and everybody else. Now one person can be over here. One person can be over here, triggering sounds, triggering light, triggering lights, triggering smoke, like triggering the uh, the, vis- the visual behind you on the on the uh, the big screen on top of your sounds. It's like we're literally opening it up that whole space, man. And I don't think the world is even ready. And also, people that are in the VR world, if, if people that play like to play games, they have now opened it up in VR where they have allowed the MIDI. MIDI Bluetooth space to open up. So like people that like to play games, like if there's like a uh, a game that requires a piano or something to be triggered uh, via, like pretty much if you wanted to plug up your piano into your virtual world, you can now do that through phase. Because this is literally allowing you to plug, to play, to, you know, to have your virtual instrument into the 
actual virtual world now. So it's like, it's like I feel like we're just on to some something that I don't even understand what I have right now. <laughs> so you know, this is all a work in progress. 2021 is the year that I am getting this out. Um, I've been working with China heavily to you know do everything to speed up the process. And yeah, man, I've been it's, it's 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 I've been working for a long time, but I think this year might be the year that it actually comes out. And there's so much stuff in the background that no one knows that I had to go through just to get the stuff out to the world. But it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this year, not hopefully, this will be the year that you know phase comes out, you know what I'm saying? And you know, hopefully, you know the world will embrace it, you know. I still remember when you put out that like teaser video for it. I was like. I need that for sure. Like, I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm like, I'm going to get that. So like, if it does come out this year, yeah. I will, I will be looking for sure. No doubt. Uh, I got and, I, I got and I'm like a huge fan of just that in general. Cause it seems like it's going to like streamline the workflow for everyone so much. You know what I mean? It's going to simplify no, so much. So commend you for that, man. Um, Thanks so much. So do you have any final words of wisdom for the listeners today? Yes. I definitely have some final words of wisdom. Dude, follow your heart. Literally, like, learn to, like, whatever's in your gut, follow that. Do not move. Don't move in life based on what other people tell you. Do not. Literally, you have to live. You have to literally uh, um, get your vision out 100%. And you cannot let people manipulate you to not do your vision. Like, it doesn't matter how crazy, how big it is. You literally have to follow and stay and stay, stay, stay true to yourself. Stay true to everything, your mission, you know what I'm saying? Follow, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just stay consistent to you, you know what I'm saying? Don't get caught up in what everyone else is doing and how this person is doing because how the, this person might be, he might got signed when he's 13 and became a billionaire, a millionaire at 13. That doesn't mean you're, you're going to have the same route as that person. Your route might be different. So you just have to believe in yourself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that you're going to achieve your goal and stay with that shit. Like, literally, like, it's going to happen. I've been making beats since I was 13 years old, and I did not even see anything until I was 24 years old. So I stayed on my mission. I never stopped. I could have gave up, like, man, I've been making beats for this long, and nothing's happening. You just got to stay on your mission. If you believe in your mission and you believe in yourself, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's going to come true. So that's, like, literally the most important thing, man. Like, we only have ourselves in this world. We're alone in this world as far as when it comes to our vision. Hmm. Like, Like, no one... It's your it's, it's it's your vision that your eyes is in your head for a reason. So you have to literally be literally one track minded on your goals, man, and don't let not one person, even your family member, your girlfriend, doesn't matter who it is, let them get in your way of getting your vision out. Or guess what? You're gonna be looking at everybody else getting their vision out, and you'll be sad because you didn't get yours out. Mm. So stay true to yourself to the very end. Absolutely, love it, man. Couldn't have said it better, better myself, for real. Well, Hayes, that's all I have for you today, man. Uh, I love your innovative mind, man. I love the music. I love the visuals. Everything you got coming up, I'm gonna be looking for all of it, bro. And like I said, this was an honor. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. Maybe you know next year. I'm trying to make it out to Cali soon. Maybe we could do it in person. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That'd be that'd be cool, man. I'm super down, man. I, I, like I said, I rock with you. And like I'm down to help, you know, build your like I'm, you know, what I'm saying like your platform is new, mm-hmm. and like it doesn't even matter if you don't have that many like followers. Like I'm down to be one of your first people, you know, what I'm saying just because I, I rock with you and support you because you've been supporting me, you know, what I'm saying and like like that's what's, it's insane to to have people that support you for so long because you know like you'll, you'll have people that be in your corner when everything is going like just up 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 up. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then it might be like a year or two when you kind of just floating around and you still have that same supporter there. So, like, that's how I know you're a real 
supporter, you feel me? Because, mm. like, you've been rocking with us literally. Ace of the Seven's not even here, but you're still rocking with us. I mean, obviously, we're still working and we're mm. still doing things and we're being active in the community. But, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are probably like, oh, man, they probably rid us off or some shit, but you're still here, so... That's commendable. Yeah, well, with that, I can safely say without you guys, I'm not doing what I'm doing at all. So, like, again, hats off to you guys for real. And I appreciate the inspiration. So, um, you know, anytime we can do this, I'm down, bro. Yeah, let's get it. My God, appreciate you. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode number 50. Just want to say thanks to all the listeners for getting us this far. We're almost a year into the podcast now, and it's a very big milestone to get to episode 50. So I appreciate you all. We got a lot more coming. We got great guests coming up. Uh, But as always, hit that support button on your podcast streaming platform if you want to send any funds and support. And thank you very much. We'll see you next week.